and then in pain gave birth to this child. Sometimes for an hour, sometimes two hours, sometimes six hours, sometimes 12 hours, sometimes a full 24 hours, maybe more. Today they do C-section and many times women used to die in trying to give birth to their children. That's how serious it is. A man doesn't die in giving birth to children. In fact, he has no clue what the pain even is. And Allah is showing this respect to the women and telling us to have this respect and saying the only time you're not allowed to obey them is if they want you to worship other than Allah, to turn away from the deen of Allah. In this case, you're not allowed to do that. But behave with them in the world kindly and follow the path of him who turns to Allah in repentance and obedience. Then to me will be your return and I shall tell you what you used to do. Some children, some youth, born in Islam, parents are Muslim, come to me and they say, you know, he's got long beard now or the girl's wearing her hijab. My parents aren't good Muslims. What should I do? Should I even talk to them? I shouldn't even give them salam. They don't pray. Wrong. As long as they are alive, you owe them. You owe them. And you don't have the discretionary choice to say, well, you don't pray, so I don't have to support, you don't have to give you anything, I'll go off with my new friends. And No, you don't have that right. They are your parents, and you have to give them the right. And this is the ayah, if you don't believe it, read it for yourself. And don't come up making something else up about Islam. And I'm not happy with some of these people who come from other countries and try to redefine Islam over here according to their whims and telling people the wrong things. It's not right. Your parents are most important to you. And if you don't treat your parents correctly, Allah, He's going to punish you. He will punish you. Allah will punish you with children who will treat you much worse than you are treating your parents. This is a promise. The Prophet ﷺ talked about that. How you treat your parents, you're going to be treated in this same way. Right, Mr. Kurdi? Yes. If you want good treatment from your children, give good treatment to your parents. Regardless of how they treat you. You are not allowed... What did Allah tell you in the Quran? You're not allowed to even say uff. That expression uff in the Quran is about what you don't say to your parents regardless of what they say to you. Can't even go. <coughs> this is why I don't want the children watching these cartoons. Because in the cartoons they constantly show children being disrespectful to the parents being disrespectful to those in authority over them. <coughs> oh yeah, oh I'm cool. <coughs> they do that in these cartoons. Beavis and Butthead. Huh? The Simpsons. Yes? South Park. You watch these shows? Have you? You know what I'm talking about? Yes or no? First of all, don't watch those shows. Second of all, be sure you understand this will corrupt faster faster than drugs and put you in worse shape with the law you can get over drugs but you'll never get over bad treatment to your parents that's how serious it is
Luqman continued talking to his son. He says in verse 16, Oh, my son, if anything equal to the weight of a grain of a mustard seed. Now, how much does a mustard seed weigh? A mustard seed is so small, if you drop it on the floor, you might not even find it. But he said, even if anything is equal to how much a mustard seed weighs, which doesn't, doesn't weigh anything, tiny. And though it be a rock, or in the heavens, or in the earth, Allah will bring it forth. Verily, Allah is subtle. Latif. The word in Arabic is latif. Subtle. Allah is latif. He's well aware of everything. Subhanallah. Oh my son, Akimat Salat, and enjoin on people Al Maruf, and forbid the people from Al Munkar, and bear with patience what befalls you, for sure these are some of the important commandments ordered by Allah, with no exception. The commentary says, with no, no exception. And turn your face not away. Don't turn away. Don't turn your face away from men with your pride. Don't walk with arrogance through the earth. For sure Allah does not like any arrogant boaster. And be moderate in your walk. Lower your voice. For sure, the harshest, the harshest of the voices is the braying of a donkey. So loud mouth, shouting, carrying on, strutting, being like this, to Allah is like the sound of a donkey when he goes, Don't you see that Allah has subjected for you whatever is in the heavens and earth? and has completed and perfected his graces on you, both apparent and hidden. Knowledge, wisdom, guidance is all included in this, righteous deeds all in here, the delights of the hereafter, paradise, all of this is being explained as part of the text here. Yet of mankind is the one who disputes about a law without knowledge or guidance or a book giving light. And when it is said to them, follow that which Allah has sent down, they say, no, we shall follow that which we found our fathers following. And if they do so, they would do so, even if shaitan invites them to the torment of the fire. And whoever submits his face to Allah, well, he is Muslim. Then he has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that will never break. This is the handhold la ilaha illallah. And to Allah returns all matters for decision. Whoever disbelieves, don't let their disbelief bother you or grieve you. To Allah is the return and for sure Allah will inform them of what they did. For sure Allah is the all-knower of what is inside the chest of men. Allah will let them enjoy for a little while then in the end He will oblige them to a great torment. I want to stop right there.
do a bit of a review of what we just talked about and make sure we understand it. When Lukman was talking to his son, he said, My son, Akim Salah. Establish Salah. When is a child obliged to pray five times a day? Do you know? Rasul told us, start them praying when they're how old? Seven. And force them to pray when they're ten. So it's, you know, kind of encourage them for three years or so. But by the time they're ten, okay, it's time. You pray. Boy or girl. Both. Start praying. Ten years old. But especially after they reach puberty, there's absolutely no more playing games anymore. They're praying. But don't wait till they get to that age. Sometimes it's a, it's a mistake parents make. But they will wait till the very last minute. They say, okay, now my child is 15 years old. Would you like to start praying? They go, no, why should I? So, well, you know, you're supposed to. Yeah, I'll get around to it. What you going to do? And with a girl, it's the same thing with the hijab, by the way. Start letting them wear the hijab when they're young. And then when they get older, it's time to wear it, even as they're starting to reach puberty. Because otherwise, if you just wait till one day, okay, you're 16, start wearing your job, they're not going to do it. They'll put it on for you, and when they get to school, they're going to take it off. Say, I don't wear that. I don't know what you're talking about. They're not going to do it. Just won't do it. This is important. And now it continues, and it says, to perform... A, the salah and then enjoin al-maruf why doesn't it say pay the zakat it doesn't say that other verses in Quran but it doesn't say that because this is a child he doesn't pay zakat this is not not of interest yet what's important now though even as a child even as a youth you have a responsibility to enjoin al-maruf and forbid al-munkar we need to translate what is maruf? what's munkar? usually they say maruf is good and munkar is bad well, that's not wrong but it's not sufficient in this case, munkar well, let's do maruf first maruf is everything that calls the la ilaha illallah anything which is standing for the deen of Allah the calling to la ilaha Allah, this is maruf. That's why it's so important. Because it's not just good. It's specifically this subject. And forbid whatever is munkar, which is the opposite. Whatever takes people away from Allah, whatever pe keeps people out of the deen, whatever corrupts the deen, you have to forbid it. And it's not an option. This is an obligation. And it says, And bear with patience whatever comes to you. For sure these are some of the important commandments ordered by Allah without exception. And that's Steph Sirik saying that last part. Then it continues, And don't turn your face away from people with pride. Don't walk with this insolence or arrogance in the earth. Allah does not like the arrogant boaster. And be moderate in your walk. Lower your voices. For sure, the harshest of voice is the braying of the donkey. You see people do that all the time, don't we? Again, I go back to the cartoons, go back to these TV shows, these situation comedy shows on television. 
where they have the family scenarios or these dysfunctional family people where you got two men raising a child or two women that claim to be married to each other and weird things like that. But even before we get to that, it's the loud mouth that they have. The big, ah, blah, blah, blah. Everybody loves Raymond. Blah, blah, blah. Big mouth, big mouth. Disrespect to the parents. You think it's funny? I wonder how funny it's going to be on the Day of Judgment. When even though you prayed, you still get to go to hell. Even though you paid zakat, you still wind up in Jahannam, because you didn't give respect to the parents. So, the best foundation for our youth today is to know what Allah said in this book about Him, and immediately after that is the parents. For those who have any doubt in this matter, they should talk to the Imam, they should talk to the scholars, and they should talk to their teachers, Muslim teachers, of course. And they should be very careful about this subject. This is not a joke. This is not something lightweight. The children really must be apprised of this. Now I'm going to share with you a little story. This really did happen to me, and it really brought home to my heart what Allah said in His book. One day, I was working at the computer in my house. Now that's not strange because I do that all the time. But I heard in the kitchen my two daughters arguing, screaming at each other. Not really screaming, but raising their voices. It is your turn to wash the dishes. No, it's not. It's your turn. Uh-uh. It's your turn. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to tell. Uh-uh. Yes, no. No, la, la, la. I'm hearing that thing. I'm, I got fed up. So I stood up. I'm going to go over to the double doors of the kitchen. I'm going to open them up. And on my way, I realize when I open the doors, it's the same thing every time. They quiet down. And they look at me and smile. Salaam alaikum, daddy. Walaikum salam. Are you girls fighting? No. Is there any problem? No. Well, you girls be quiet. Okay. And that's all I'm going to get out of this deal. So why bother? So instead... I went to my father. My father was, by that time, 86 years old. I went to my father, and I looked at him, and he has almost no mind left at all at that stage, because he was very a uh, deteriorated case of this um, Alzheimer's disease. I went to him, and I kissed him on the forehead, and I said, I love you. And he smiled at me, and he said, well, I love you. And I went and sat down in my chair and went back to work. The girls got quiet. A little bit later, the door opened in the kitchen. One of them came out, came straight over to me, and kissed me right on the forehead the same way I just kissed my father and said to me, My father, I love you. And went off to her room. A little bit later... I guess the other one must have finished her task, their chores. She came out, walked straight to me the same way, kissed me in the same place, and said, Daddy, I love you. And went on off to her room. What is the chance of such a strange thing occurring? That I would do something. I didn't normally do that. It wasn't my habit. That's an Arab custom, really, to kiss your father on the head. But what is the chance that I would do that, and then immediately my daughter would come out and do that, and then the other daughter would come out, and even in the same place, kiss me and say the same words. 
there is no possibility that that is an accident. Allah is teaching me a good lesson. As you treat your parents, your children are going to treat you. And for sure, if you don't treat your parents good, you have nothing with Allah on the Day of Judgment. So the focus on the youth needs to be that they need to focus on their responsibility to their parents. Do not think that you are here on this planet to take care of these youth and give your life to them. That is wrong. Your job is to communicate a message to them, raise them up to the best of your ability, but you must let them know they must serve Allah and be obedient to their parents. If you don't do that, you have not done your job. And do not think that you're doing them a favor by letting them get away with things. That's wrong. They have to know what's right. They have to know how to take care of their responsibilities to Allah and to their parents. In Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, you have been listening to Islam Tomorrow broadcasting live today all the way from Claremont, California. We've been talking about the Quran and how it's a foundation for the Muslim youth. And in closing on this subject, I want to emphasize over and over and over that the Quran must be read in your house every day. And you need to read it in Arabic and then give the translation of it. And if you can't do that, get somebody to start teaching you and your family now. And in the meantime, get the tapes and start playing because you need to have Quran in your home. This brings the malaika, the angels. This will help give protection for you and it gives something to go on there besides that television set. You cannot just cut off the TV and expect them to sit there quietly. You're going to have to have something else going on. Have the children involved in reading Quran. Have them involved in understanding what the message is of Allah. And have them involved in planning out what they're going to be doing with their time and their chores that they're going to be do, doing. And by the way, don't do their job for them. You give them a job, let them do it. And let's cut back on the treats. These kids don't need all this stuff. What do you want to do? Just fatten them up? Whether they hogs? No. Be sure the children are not overeating, by the way. And be sure that they're getting attention from you. Spend time with your children. Enjoy them. They are human beings. They're not your possessions. You can't put them over in a closet and leave them. You can't leave them with the day school. You can't leave them with the nursery school. You can't leave them with the, with the babysitter all the time. You are their parent. Be with them. Spend time with them. Take them to the masjid with you. Read to them from the Quran. Even if they're only one or two years old, mother should be reading to them. Even when they're four or five years old, parents should be taking them to the masjid and sitting with them and teach them how to sit on the floor and listen to what's being said even if they don't understand it. Because you learn respect. And a child without respect is like an automobile going down the road with no driver. It's a very serious thing. It's very dangerous. Respect is very important. The first respect is to Allah, then to His Messenger, to the Book of Allah, and to the parents. This is in the Sharia of Islam. It's an incredibly simple thing to understand and a vital part of our life. For those of you who just tuned in, stay tuned. There's more coming up right here on Islam tomorrow. And we'll keep talking about these subjects throughout this coming week or so. And we hope you'll enjoy this and share this with others. You can download these programs, you can copy them, and you can distribute them without charge. We ask that you pray for us and ask Allah to accept from all of us. Ameen.
Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.